0: Welcome to blessings in Christ. I'm Scott Roberts blessings in Christ is also the Church of Christ preaching the gospel of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ of he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. The Church of Christ is scriptural in name Romans 16 16 scriptural in origin Colossians 118 scriptural in doctrine first Timothy four sixteen and scriptural practice James 1 and 22. Our lesson today is by Joey Fox from the Southside Congregation in Beattyville, Kentucky and he is uh, bringing us part two of his lesson on drifting away. The world is always drifting away from God but a Christian must be faithful and steadfast and always abounding in the work of the Lord. We hope that you enjoy the lesson today and please like us on Facebook. Thank you in you true proverb, you know we had pigs over here in the house. I don't know that they was ever washed but I'd say if they ever was, they'd go right back to that big old mud hole that was down there. And just bottom it. That's how, how he says that one woman has know the way and went back is. That's an awful picture. We need not turn back. Then let's look at repentance. In 2 Corinthians chapter 7 and verse 10 it says, For godly sorrow worketh repentance, to salvation not to be repented of, but the sorrow of the world worketh death. You know, the world, they're all kind of sorry. Oh, I regret that I did that. I didn't mean to do that. But then they'll turn around around and go back and do the same things over and over again. Did they truly repent? Repentance is that that we turn from the things that we've done wrong and don't do them again. We learn from our lessons. Now that doesn't mean that we won't do those things that are wrong again. But still, we should be working toward Showing that we've repented. That repentance. In Acts the 2nd chapter, there's an example of that. In verse 22 it says, Repent therefore of this thy wickedness and pray God if perhaps the thought of thine heart may be forgiven me. That's what Peter said to Simon the sorcerer. He said, repent therefore of this thy wickedness and pray God, if perhaps the thought of thine heart may be forgiven me. That's the repentance that we're looking for. And then we quote this scripture every time that we have a lesson about repentance. But we're going to go on just a little bit further. In James chapter 5 and verse 16 through 20 it says, Confess your faults one to the other and pray one for the other that you may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. And he says, Elias was a man subject to like passions as we are. And he prayed earnestly that it might not rain. And it rained not on earth by the space of three years and six months. And he prayed again and the heaven gave rain and the earth brought forth her fruit. Brethren, if any of you do err from the truth and want to convert him, let him know that he which converted the sinner from his errors, from the error of his ways, shall save a soul from death and shall hide a multitude of sin. Well, you know, I don't know. I, when you pray, do we pray that earnestly? Elias prayed. And he prayed so earnestly that it didn't rain for the space of three years and six months. You think about three years and six months. We've been in 2023 for almost a month. It goes by so fast, you think. But three years and six months. And then he, he prayed again. And what happened? It rained and the earth brought forth. I don't know. We need to have this kind of prayer, have this kind of, uh, how do we say it, have this kind of uh, zeal for the love of God and, and wanting to ourselves to be where we ought to be. In First John chapter 1 and verse 8 through 10, it says, if we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in it. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make Him a liar and His Word is not in us. Brother Johnson prays in this prayer all the time. If we truly repent, He'll truly forgive us. That's what He's saying right here. But if we say we haven't sinned, we're making Him liar. He, he said, all of sin that come short of the glory of God, right? In Galatians there. Um, I'm not one to, to dispute what God has to say. There's many that do this thing in English, but we better be careful. Then something that, when we're thinking about drifting, we need to be united. In the world that we live in today, it's all about, All oh, we need to be together. We need to be united. We need to think on things the same way. I don't know that they ever do uh, think on things the same way because it's all about uh, how much influence I got over this person or this one's got influence on that. Um, and being inclusive, we got to be all inclusive with everybody. But then forget about what God says on most everything. It's the way the world works. Seems like, but we need to, as Christians, be united on His Word. In Acts chapter twenty and verse twenty-eight through thirty, it says, "Take heed, therefore, unto yourselves and to all the flock over the which the Holy Ghost hath made Holy Ghost hath made you overseers to feed the church of God, which He hath purchased with His own blood." For I know this, that after my departing shall grievous wounds enter in among you, not sparing the flock. Also, of your own selves shall men arise, speaking perverse things, to draw away disciples after them. You think about the church. Brother Scott last week said in his lesson that he had a friend in Alabama that traveled and couldn't find a place to worship. It was hard to find a true place to worship. That's the way it is. They, those grievous wolves have come in. And they're worried about what men think of them and what they'll say, whether they'll do something to be said of them because they stand for the true word. You need to be united on the word. In First Corinthians chapter one and verse ten, it says, "Now I beseech you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you all speak the same thing." and that there be no division among you, but that you be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment. We will be in the same mind and in the same judgment if we let the Word speak and leave our opinions and our thoughts to ourselves. Now, we can interpret what is said just like we did in Bible study this morning, but when it plainly says he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, and he that believeth not shall be damned. There's no, nothing I need to say more than that. If you're baptized and you're faithful till death, guess what? You'll be saved. If you're not baptized and you live your own life, your own way, He said that was a thief in a rock. You're trying to come up some other way other than He has, a, has laid out for you. Because it's all written in black and white and red right there in his word. Then in Romans chapter 16 and verse 17 and 18 it says, Now I beseech you, brethren, mark them which cause divisions among divisions and offenses contrary to the doctrine which ye have learned, and avoid them, that they that are such serve not the, our Lord Jesus Christ, but their own belly. And by Good works and fair speeches deceive the hearts of the sinner." You think about the ones that are on TV sometimes. You'll flip through them and they love a crowd. Uh, They get get the crowd going. They'll say, say these things and they'll make big loud ovations and even the ones on the radio this morning making loud ovations and stuff to get your attention. But when you truly dig into what they're saying, there's no need on the bone, so to speak. There's nothing there. It's missing the word of God. We need to be united. Well, in another way of looking at things, we don't want to draw back. I know we talked about turning back. That's one way. But we don't want to draw back. In 2 Thessalonians chapter 3 and verse 13 through 15, it says, but ye, brethren. Be not worried in well-doing. For if any man obey not the word, obey not our word by this epistle, know know that man and have no company with him, that he may be ashamed. Yet count him not as an enemy, but admonish him as a brother. Now I know that we have those out there that We need to admonish them. Tell them, you're in the wrong. You need to come back to the church. You need to do those things that are right. It's written in the book. And maybe that is the thing that we should say. It's written in the book. But sometimes we think, don't think about that, and we let them get away. We need to be after them. And not let them draw back. In Titus chapter 3 and verse 10 and 11, it says, A man that is an heretic, after the first and second admonition, reject. Know that he that is such is subverted and sinned, being condemned of himself. You can't condemn me. I condemn myself because I don't do the things that I'm supposed to do. I can't hold dad or mom responsible for my life. I can't hold my children responsible for my life. I can't hold my wife responsible for my life. I'm responsible for me. Now, if I'm doing what's right, I should be an example to them. Yes. But one way or another, we're an example either way we look at it. We're either that good and acceptable example that God would have us to be or we're a bad example that he would not have us to be. That's the way to look at it. We watch that we don't draw back. There in 2 Thessalonians chapter 3 and verse 6, it says, Now we command you, brethren, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you withdraw yourselves from every brother that walketh disorder, and not after the tradition which he received of us. We need to be careful that we're walk, not walking disorderly. And then in Hebrews chapter 10, and verse 38 and 39, it says, Now the just shall live by faith, but if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. But we are not of them that draw back unto perdition, but of them that believe to the saving of the soul. We're out to save the soul, our own especially. But all those that would hear us and come to God, come to Jesus, and then we we will abide forever. In First Peter chapter one and verse eighteen through twenty-five, it says, "For as much as you know that ye were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold." For your vain conversation received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ, as of a lamb without blemish and without spot, who verily was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifest in these last times for you, who by him do believe in God, that raised him up from the dead and gave him glory that your faith and hope might be in God. Seeing ye have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the Spirit and unfeigned love of the brethren, see that ye love one another with a pure heart fervently. being born again not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible, by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. For all flesh is as grass, and the glory of man command as the flower of grass. The grass withereth, and the flower thereof falleth away. But the word of the Lord endureth forever, and this is the word which by the gospel is preached unto you. Now, I went on that trip and You go into these airports. I went into the airport at Detroit, and then I landed in, coming back, I went through Atlanta. And when I landed in Atlanta, I had just a little bit of time, and I sat and I watched people. And you watch people, and they go to and fro, and to and fro. It's just continuing. He's talking about where's grass. There's a whole bunch of us. And whereas the flower grass. we spring up for a little while and then we're gone. But he says, so is life. That's how it is. But the word of God is going to endure forever. If we've obeyed it, our soul's going to live on somewhere forever. We're going to abide there with him forever. In peace and joy and love, like we talked about earlier. But if we don't, we're going to be in that same situation in torment forever. Forever and forevermore. That's a sad thought to have, but that's what the Word says. And then in Matthew chapter 16 and verse 18 through 20, it says, And I say also unto thee that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against thee. And I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. The rock. That rock is still as hard as it's ever been, right? He's, in one scripture he says that he could fall on us and grind us to powder. Or destroy us all together. That, that's the intention of there is, we'll be in torment forever if we're not careful. But if He falls on us and we turn from those ways, we'll turn into something that He would have us to be. We have that time and opportunity now to do that. Then in Revelations chapter 14 and verse 13, it says, And I heard a voice from heaven saying unto me, Right. Blessed are the dead which die in the Lord. From henceforth, yea, saith the Spirit, that they may rest from their labors and their works follow them. Our works do. They follow us. If we've done those things that are right, they'll follow us all the days of our life. And even after we're gone, people will remember that we've done those things that are what God asked us to do. We were a faithful servant of His. Now, they're not the judge. God will be the judge. But it'll be that. But on the flip side of that, those same things are if we do things that are bad. People will remember the things that we've done that are bad. Well, and then the final thing is black perish. You think about that. In Psalm, Psalm chapter 9 and verse 17, it says, The wicked shall be turned into hell, and all the nations that forget God. You think about the United States and all these countries that we live, are associated with. Have they not forgot God? <laughs> I keep going back to my trip, but I thought it was funny. We were coming back to Lexington. And we was in a little plane and uh, they, we was getting close to Lexington and they stopped doing it like during the flights, they'll, they'll give out snacks and stuff because it's a, about an hour trip. And they give out snacks and stuff. Well, they halted all that because the turbulence was so bad and bumping and going on. And this little lady, I looked up and I'd been paying attention to her and the plane bounced a time or two. And, she closed her eyes right through and started talking to herself. And I thought, I bet you a dollar she's a-praying, Yeah. Because I've been in those situations you get about half asleep and it bumps and uh, come right out of that sleep real good, really. But not betting, but I, I know that's what she was doing. Was she was trying to make sure she was going to be all right to get on the ground. Well, after a little while, we made it, you know? When you're on the ground, it's like, we made it. It's all good. We're good for this time. But that's how people are today. When things go a little haywire, it's, oh, i got to get, get in touch with the Lord. I've got to talk to Him right now. But then after that's over, they go away and forget everything about Him, every, everything that He ever said. Like I said, they don't even know that this book exists. Ain't that an awful thought? That we forgot that God exists, that He's there. He's only there in our convenience. Then in Romans chapter 10 and verse 17 through 21, it says, So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. But I say, Have they not heard? Yes, verily. Their sound went into all the earth, and their words unto the ends of the world. But I say, Did not Israel know first? moses said i will provoke you to jealousy by them that are no people and by a foolish nation i will hang you but Isaiah is very bold and said i have found of them that sought me not i was made manifest unto them that asked it not after me but to israel he said all day long how I stretch forth my hand unto a disobedient and a gainsaying people. That's the way the people are. They're a disobedient and a gainsaying people. They don't even think about where things come from and how, how it come to be that they that they even have a soul. Do they even think about whether they have a soul? I wonder sometimes. And then in Luke chapter 13 verses 1-5 through 5, it says, there were present at that season some that told him of the Galileans whose blood Pilate had mingled with their sacrifices. And Jesus answered said unto them, Suppose ye that these Galileans were sinners above all the Galileans because they suffered such things. I tell you nay, except you repent, ye shall all likewise God's courage. Or... Those 18, upon whom the tower in Shalom fell and slew them, think ye that they were sinners above all men that dwelt in Jerusalem. I tell you nay, except you repent, you shall all likewise curse. You think about these examples. We quote this scripture just to, I tell you nay, except you repent, you shall all likewise curse. But think about these examples. You think that when something happens to somebody that, oh, they were just sinners. They were just bad people. But he says, you better take that as an example. I tell you nay, except you repent, you shall all like by the person. The same thing is going to happen to all those that disobey. Irregardless of what we done. When you think about the lying, deceiving, All these things that we do in our life that can happen in your life. Be careful that you're not drifting along, that you're not going along with those that that would do such things. In James chapter 4, verse 13 through 17, it says, Go to now, ye that say today or tomorrow, we will go into such a city and continue there a year and buy and sell and get gain. Whereas ye you know not what shall be on the morrow, for what is your life? It is even a vapor that appeareth for a little time and then vanisheth away. For that ye ought to say, if the Lord will, we shall live and do this or that, but now ye rejoice in your boastings. All such rejoicing is evil. Therefore, to him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not, to him it sin. That's the simplest way to put it. If we know to do good and we don't do it, it's sin. That's the simple fact. Are you drifting today? I know that's not really the way this lesson came out to be, but are you drifting? Are you just drifting along with the crowd? or Are you wanting to do what God would have you to do? There's a plan of salvation. We must hear the Word taught. Romans 10 verse 17. So their faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Then we must believe, Hebrews 11 and verse 6, But without faith it is impossible to please Him. For he that come to God must believe that He is, and that He is a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. And then we must repent, Acts 17 and verse 30, and the times of this ignorance God winked at, but now commandeth all men everywhere to repent. And then we must confess, Matthew 10 and verse 32 and 33, it says, Whosoever therefore shall confess me before men, him will I confess also before my father which is in heaven. But whosoever shall deny me before men, him will I also deny before my father which is in heaven. And then there in Acts the eighth chapter verse thirty-seven it says, And Philip said, If thou believest with all thine heart thou mayest, and the answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. That's the confession that we must make. Uh, that i believe that jesus christ is the son of god and then being baptized uh, with the baptism that they show there in acts the second chapter in verse 37 and 38 it says now when they heard this they were pricked in their heart and said unto peter and the rest of the apostles men and brethren what shall we do i think that's a question that people don't ask anymore what shall we do And then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And then the verse 41.